We have spoken over the last while about um, the logistics sector in South Africa, Transnet, Ports Authority, absolutely crumbling under the stress of under-investment and corruption over the last while, where something like a 100,000 containers sitting outside of Durban Port. It's affecting all sorts of sectors in the logistics and freight industry, but what about South Africa's steel industry? We have a once-thriving steel industry, which is possibly also on the brink of capitulation. We already saw the shutting down of Saldana Steel in 2020. We have ArcelorMittal, South Africa, also talking about the potential closure of its operations in Newcastle and for Enigheng. It's signaling the collapse of the steel master plan. So where are we? It's costing revenue. It's costing jobs. Uh, Tafadzwa Chipanguza is of the uh, Steel and Engineering Industries Federation of South Africa. A couple of murmurings over the last few weeks players within the steel industry raising the alarm bells on whether the steel industry in South Africa can continue to function. Tafadzwa, good morning. Good morning, Lester. Thanks uh, for having us. It's a great pleasure. Yeah, there's been a bit of noise around uh, the steel sector in the last few 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 weeks, and I think the most recent announcement that you made just put just amplified um, that noise. So, yeah, a sector in distress and going through a difficult time. Is it only... The logistics sector of South Africa that is to blame. Issues around transit and actually getting product out of our harbours. Uh, we have very little rail freight infrastructure to talk about. Everything, almost everything, has to be travelled by by road freight. Is is that the cause, the the, the genesis of problems in the South African steel industry? The, the problems at Transnet. So not solely, but it's one of the issues on the list. Right, but I think uh, before that, um, the overarching one is what drives steel consumption domestically and globally is economic growth. <clears throat> and um, just to give you numbers, I mean, to see a meaningful um, increase in steel consumption, you need GDP in excess of two and a half, going on three percent, for you to see meaningful traction in terms of steel consumption. So that's that's the over that's the that's the overrider, if you like. And from there, we know. South Africa's economic growth has averaged just under 1% in the last decade, 12 years. Second to that is energy, very critical because this is an energy-intensive sector and um, and we know the issues there around load shedding and, and the fact that many operations, because of their extent of consumption, are reliant on ESCOM. So that's the issue. The third is then the transnet issue, and 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 by ranking the by listing these, I'm not in any way ranking them, but um, I'm just giving them maybe in order of some some importance. Third, I would yes then add transnet uh, and the logistics challenges because 40% of this sector's output is exported, and there's a major component of intermediate goods that also come into the sector. So the combination of uh, of all those factors, <coughs> my apologies. The combination of all those factors, including um, um, including transit, which I said is one of the issues, um, is all then uh, contributing to this uh, outcome that we are seeing um, of a sector in distress. Uh, the president in the last few State of the Nation addresses says that South Africa is meant to be a construction site. We're not seeing those mm. those major um, publicly funded infrastructure programs, not like what we've seen in 2010 when roads and stadiums and highways are being mm. built. We've seen piecemeal projects 
happening. What's it going to take for, for, for government to firstly rejuvenate a, a construction sector overall and then using the steel, uh, the, 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 the steel industry as, as the literal skeleton of that construction industry? We're supposed to be a nation at work, a construction site, as the president says. We're not seeing that. Yeah, yeah, very good point. And, you know, you, you phrased your question to say, what is it going to take? And we've often made this point that to launch a grand scale construction site project to turn the country into that is actually a policy choice. Um, and, and, and we know, for example, right now, 60% of the national budget goes into the, the social wage, if you can use that as a broader term. But there's a lot of scope there to, to channel a lot of that money into, into the productive sectors that will grow the sector. And, and another particular point where we have highlighted repeatedly that even to repair the current, um, the current challenges that we have in energy, um, around the transmission line um, at ESCOM, both on the rails as well as the locals, just by actively working on repairing those areas, you can run a massive scale industrialization project. Um, this even extends even to the water sector. So I'm listing these sectors because we as CITSA have members that play in all these areas because we represent the entire value chain uh, from metal production right up to heavy engineering. So even just in unlocking, uh, even just in repairing the current economic, uh, the, the bottlenecks, you can run a massive scale industrialization project. And by doing that, the virtuous cycle is that you, you then unlock potential for economic growth because you unlock all those constraints. Um, and then layered over that, then you can then talk the expansion project, which goes back to my first point that that's really a policy choice. And that's mm. at this point what we are not seeing. Defanso, um in June, government extended the the ban on scrap metal exports from South Africa. Remember, this was a, um, a a policy decision that was made in December last year for six yeah. months. That's now been extended by another six months. We don't know if that will be extended again. And this ban was supposed to reduce the theft of copper and other ferrous metals from mm. South Africa. What impact? has this particular ban had on the South African steel industry? Mm. You know, that's, that's been really also quite a contentious issue. And, and maybe just to give a sense, where we are now is that there are some draft regulations that propose a further extension to the, to the, to the um, ban that is scheduled to end on the 15th of December, so in a few days' time. And, and, and now that's where we are. Our position has always been that you can't use industrial policy tools to resolve crime and, and crime and uh, crime and intelligence issues, right? Already there's a mismatch there in terms of the instrument trying to solve, in terms of the problem you're trying to solve for. That's one. Secondly, the impact that this has had on the sector is that you've now created a, a unlevel playing field because you've deployed an industrial policy tool. You've created an unlevel playing field where there are beneficiaries of, there are beneficiaries who consume that scrap metal as an input into steel making. And you have other steel makers who use iron ore who don't have that same um, discounted um, uh, benefit, if you like. So already there's a mismatch in the, in, in the, in the um, uh, you, you, or rather, let me say, you, you create, a, you destabilize a very delicate metal ecosystem. So that, that's the major impact we're seeing. And if you notice the announcement that you referred to earlier from our largest steel producer, 
they, they listed three things that are the issues. First two we've spoken about, but this scrap ban was actually one of the other contributing factors as well. Appreciate your time. Tafadra uh, Chibanguza, who is um, of the Steel and Engineering Industries Federation of South Africa.